0: Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you had joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. Plan. Our delay usually leads to our destruction. It's a difference. Sometimes we 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 confuse our delay because it fits our things that we want to do, and we call it God's delay, and we try to spiritualize this delay in our lives or the weight in our lives, and we throw a scripture at it, or we throw a spiritual thing at it, and then we realize, why isn't this working? Maybe you delayed when God said to go. We have to understand and and, and be distinct about delays in our life. Delays, stops, hold ups, wait a minute in our lives. Because if we don't understand that delay out of the the presence of God leads to some crazy things in our lives, we're always going to try to delay some things and never move forward in Christ. I don't know about you, but God is a God that moves forward, a God that is constantly moving and yes, he uses wait seasons in our life. Yes, he uses delays in our lives for us to slow some things down. But if our delay is not revolved around the Holy Spirit, we're gonna be in areas and doing things that we never should have done. I truly believe that there's some people, there's some pastors, that there's some people in church that probably aren't in the right position that God told them to do. Because they made it happen not God. See, we have to sometimes be still and know that he is God. But the thing is, is God needs to be in charge of the delay, not you. We're going to talk about a delay that we see here in the book of, of 2 Samuel that left this man in a very vulnerable and a very difficult situation. This is a character we, we don't talk about a lot, but it's so beneficial that we see his story and we see some of the things that he did do and he did not do for us to operate and to walk in the in the delay seasons of our lives. Second Samuel chapter 20 verse 1 and 2, we're going to read it here so it gives a little bit of context of what's going on. Just then, a good-for-nothing man named Sheba, a Benjamite, blew a blast on a ram's horn trumpet, calling out, We've got nothing to do with David. There is no future for us with the son of Jesse. Let's get out of here, Israel. Head for your tents. Let me stop here. The verse before we see David's son Absalom doing some crazy things, messed up a lot of the plans that they had. And now we see that people, be careful when, when things are not good in your life, the people that rise up to come against you. Because this is what's happening. They loved David when he was slaying giants. But now when there's a little mess up season in his, in his life, then they come against him. So now there's this man called Sheba coming against David, trying to stir the pot in the Israelite camp and saying, hey, that God that used to slay giants isn't good for nothing anymore. He is trying to stir the pot. Isn't it crazy that in the Bible, wouldn't you be love to be labeled the good for nothing Sheba? Like out of everything. This is a troublemaker that is happening to stir some things in the camp. Let's go to um let's go to verse 2. So all the men of Israel deserted David and followed Sheba. But the men of Judah stayed committed sticking with their king all the way from Jordan to Jerusalem. So now you're seeing Everybody, all the tribes, there's 12 tribes, are putting their back against David, and one tribe of Judah, the worshipers, are the ones that stick with David. Imagine this. This is probably devastating for David at this moment. All his buddies, all his friends are now backstabbing him, going with Sheba, which Sheba, that's an unfortunate name. It might go in cultures that is now, but you're getting mad at a guy that has a girl's name. Sheba. You're trying to follow this guy named Sheba when there's David. David. Let's go with Sheba. But now Judah stands up and says, we're going to stay with David. Now let's let's move over in, in verse four. This is where it gets good. And the king David ordered a mesa. He said, "Muster the men of Judah for me in three days and come back with report." A mesa went and carried out his orders, but he was. Everybody say late, late. late. Other version says delay reporting back. So David told Abishai. Sheba is going to hurt us even worse than Absalom did. Take your master servant and hunt him down before he gets hold of the fortress cities where you can't get him. Let me just give you on context here, okay? So now... Amasa is getting an order from David. Hey, I want you to take, get the men together. You got three days to do it. When you do that, come back to me, give me report, and we're going to go after Sheba. So now Amasa is going, and he does, he does the report. He does what he's supposed to do, but it says that he stopped and delayed to come back to David and give him report. So then David says, hey, Amesa didn't come back. And gave him a report. So I'm gonna call. We're gonna call this guy because his, his name's a little weird. Let's call him Abe. Okay. We're gonna call him Abe. So I'm gonna send Abe to go and do what Amasa wasn't wasn't able to do. Have you? Do you know you can be replaced even when you're in the middle of the calling? We're gonna get our steel-toed boots on today, okay? Because I want you to understand. That there's a time where the king can speak, and you can be in the middle of it. But if you don't fulfill what the king says, there could be a replacement. Because God's word doesn't return void, and his his plan will come to a completion if you do it or not. This is a hard pill to swallow. Because we like, God has a plan for me. Yeah, but you're 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 acting all crazy and you're abusing God's plan. Oh, God has a calling on my life whenever I was whenever I had it. Yeah, but what are you doing with it now? Do you understand that God has given each and every one of us this gift of his calling, of his of, of the, the gospel of Jesus Christ? And it's our job to flood the earth with it, but when we don't use it. Can we be replaced? Because David here is saying, where is Amasa? I'm gonna send out who we call Abe, okay? Let's keep on, let's keep on going. It says, so under uh, um, uh, Abe's command, he took the best men with him. So he took a bunch of guys and they went near to the border of Gibeon where Amasa came this way. I love this part. This is, Amasa's just chilling at this point. Think about it. They they had a report. They got the men together and Amasa still hasn't come back. So now they're going to do what the king told them. And as they were going, Amasa's coming the other way. Imagine what's the, the feelings in this moment. Amasa's like, oh, wait, why are you here? And what happened next is an unfortunate situation. said, so Joab was wearing a sword strapped to the waist, but the sword slipped out and fell to the ground. So Joab greeted Amasa, How are you, brother? And he took Amasa's beard into his right hand, and as he kissed him, Amasa didn't notice the sword in Joab's hand. Joab struck his belly, and his gut spilled to the ground, and the second blow wasn't needed. He was dead then joab and his brothers continued to chase sheba and go to verse uh, 14 everyone who sides with joab and supports david followed uh, joab a mesa was laying in a pool of his blood in the middle of the road this is very encouraging today but i need you to understand that your delay matters Here we got a guy, a Mesa, who was called by the king, who was called to do something to get the team together and to come back. Do you know that you can follow God halfway, but if you don't follow to completion, it's just halfway. So it said that a Mesa went and he did what he needed to do, but what was the orders of the king to come back and give report? Our delay can hinder our movement in Christ. It doesn't mean that God stops you. It means that whatever you're dealing with, you can stop it. God's plan can move forward. His plan is going to move forward. Let me tell you this. Fear is real, and we all have a calling on our lives. But if you're not going to accomplish, that doesn't mean it stops God's plan. It just means that you ain't doing it. And Amasa had a calling from the king. He had a calling from the king and there was no urgency. There was no hurry. There was no worry. There was no resolve to what he was dealing with. Even David had a, he said, I'll give you three days. I don't know about you. Sometimes God doesn't give me three days. He said, hey, hey, let's, let's get it going. For me, that shows a little bit of grace and mercy that David had. Hey, I'll give you three days to do this, but when you, I need you to come back after three days. See, God has given us a calling on each and every one of our lives, and we can't be complacent in the delay with the orders of the king. What if God, and if you do not accomplish what he called you to do, somebody else is going to walk into the victory that it was supposed to be for you because god's plan is always going to be accomplished that doesn't mean that god doesn't redeem that doesn't mean that god can't use you again no that means that you need to get your act together and be used by god listen to the king and walk the orders that he tells us to walk and it doesn't have to be this major calling everybody's not meant to be a pastor but you're meant to talk to that person at at your work about Jesus. Everybody's not meant to be a missionary, but you are called to love somebody. It doesn't have to be this crazy order, but it does have to be accomplished. And God, have you ever thought about this? God can use anything, but he decides to use us and we abuse sometimes the orders of the King. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be replaced. I don't want to be replaced in that marriage that I'm not willing to submit to the king. I don't want somebody else to raise my kids because I'm not, because I'm not, I don't have the guts to submit to the king. I, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to, somebody else to walk in that purpose that was for me because I'm not willing to surrender my life to him. I, I not want to be replaced in that business that God has for me because I'm so fearful because I don't want to follow the orders because it's not what I think it needs to be. I don't want to be replaced. I don't want to be replaced by the decisions of me not moving forward, me not giving report. There is a danger in the delay when we have the orders to the king. So through this, I need us to learn three lessons that Amesa didn't learn that we need to learn as we are getting orders from the king so we do not delay the promises that God has for us. Number one is this. Faithfulness is key. Faithfulness is key. What does faithful mean? It means steadfast in affection and allegiance to be loyal. Loyal. Who likes unloyal people? We like loyal people, right? People are gonna have our back. People are gonna accomplish what needs to happen we are given the privilege to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord with his message on this earth. And the question are, is, are we faithful servants? Are we faithful servants to the King? First Corinthians chapter four, verse two says, moreover, it is required of stewards that they are found, what? Faithful. Being unfaithful is a heart issue It's nothing else but a heart issue. If you can't stay faithful, it's a heart issue. We need to check our heart. It didn't say that Amasa wasn't willing to complete it, but something in the midst of David giving the orders and Amasa not completing it, there was something that happened in the middle and it had to do with Amasa's heart. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 and 12 says, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much and one that is dishonest in very little will be dishonest in much If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth who will entrust you with true riches and if you have not been faithful in what in with which is another who would who would give you that which is your own You gotta understand when you do research on Amasa, Amasa was David's, part of David's family. David was Amasa's uncle. Not only, but Amasa was also a high general in David's David's army. So something happened between the orders of the king and a Mesa having enough disloyalty to not follow through. What happened in the middle? Can I say this? It was familiarity. Familiarity kills honor. Let me say that again. Familiarity kills honor. This is the king. This is like David, the one that just slayed Goliath, the, the king. And you, you don't have enough Honor to complete what he told you to do. See, there's a place in our walk with Christ where that we become too familiar with Christ that we lose honor to him. We've all been there. This is too much. I should have gave a good one. Where we were raised in the church, but we don't know how to honor anymore. Where we're on mom and dad's religion, and we don't have a relationship with the king. See, this is Uncle David. This is my homeboy. But David looked at Amasa as a faithful servant. Amasa looked at the king as just somebody I can just go to when I have to and don't do what I need to. He lost honor in the middle. He lost honor in the middle. And when you lose honor, you lose reverence. You lose respect. You lose a fear not just be scared like, ooh, I'm scared, but a healthy fear to know the king told me to do this, so I better make sure it happens. I remember one, one time, my dad, he was a skinny guy, but he was strong, he had like that, like that old man strength, you know? That old man strength, I remember one time, my brothers were hotheads, I was a good kid, you know? I was, I was the promised child, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I was a good kid, you know. The, the halo over, I was good. I, hey, favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. All right, it ain't fair. All right. But I remember one time. I remember one time my brothers, they got, they argued all the time. But they, 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 they never got into like fights. But they got into fight this one time. I remember. I could see it as it like is. It's ingrained in my head. Okay. My brothers, they got argued. They were arguing. and They started fighting, like fist fighting. This don't happen all the time. Okay they're just going at it they're just going at it and i saw my dad if there if i there was a fear of jose olivares that came over me and i saw this man took my brother who's a bodybuilder at this moment and my other brother and lift him off the ground both of i don't i wish i was joking my man, I don't know what kind of strength it was, the Holy Spirit, or I don't know what it was. My man lifted and separated them. And in that moment, there was a fear that I ain't getting into that position ever in my life. That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I don't do anything that those fools did to deserve what I just saw. I ain't getting picked up. But there was a fear but a healthy fear to not do anything stupid ever again is the same way with our walk with Christ. You know, he's the God of love, but he also is the God of wrath. We have to understand when we lose reverence to God, it's easy, It's when we lose reverence and honor for the king's orders, it's easy to be unfaithful. But when we have honor that the king chose me, that the king has given me the order, that he can work through me, that good things can happen through me for his kingdom, there's a different kind of honor that I walk with. And there's no other option but to be faithful all the way through. When you, are, when you have an unfaithful problems, you need to look at your honor system towards the king. Because I don't want to make him upset. I want to do what he's called me to do. So I honor him by my faithfulness. Faithfulness is key in following the king's orders. We do not want to be replaced because we are unfaithful to him. Another thing that we didn't see uh, Amasa did is number two. He obedience is necessary. Sometimes we put obedience and faithfulness together and they're two different things. There are two different things and you need to know the difference. Faithfulness has to do with um, uh, loyalty, but obedience is compliance to an order, a request, a law of submission to authority. See, here's the thing, let me say it like this. Faithfulness has to do with your heart. Obedience has to do with your rebellion. it's a rebellious issue. Faithfulness is decision, I'm breaking loyalty. Obedience is I'm rebelling against God's control and authority in my life. It's two different things. And if we don't understand this, then we get a little bit uneasy on some things and and we become a little, uh, we, we rely on ourselves a little more. Faithfulness is a heart issue. Obedience is a character issue. You choose not to obey. You choose not to do. Because what you're choosing the other way, it's more authority in your life than the king. We do it all the time. I'm not going to do this, what God calls me to do, because there's more money over here. You're choosing to rebel against the king. Didn't we see this in the life of Saul? Saul was called to be king. The people of Israel say, we want a king, we want a king. God said, oh, okay, let's, let's give him a king. And Saul was high above everyone and the most handsome, and God used Saul. Do you understand before Saul went rebellious, he was used by God? He had open communication with the king, but then something got in the middle, which was Paul, Saul's Pride, and he chose to disobey the king, and we start seeing his life go into shambles right away. First Samuel chapter fifteen, verse twenty-two and twenty-three says, "And Samuel sa- and Samuel said, 'Has the Lord um, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings or sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than what.'" sacrifice and to listen than the fat of ram for rebellion is the sin of divination and and, and and it's idolatry because you have rejected the word of the lord he has also rejected you as king because he rejected the king he rejected saul you can be a good person and still live intentionally disobedient. There's this whole thing in the world right now. It's like, but I'm a good person. That's great. But I ain't a good person I ain't gonna take you to heaven. It's you obeying the king. You can give to everything and you can love everybody. But if you don't obey the king and what he says in his word, you're disobeying the king. It's, it's black and white, people. Online. It's black and white. We try to throw so many things in it. No, 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 no. Whatever he says, it goes. Amasa never lost rank, but, he, but the decision to obey the king left him in the blood of his own decisions. Isn't it hard sometimes that we have to learn the hard way? And we see a Mesa, Amasa, you just had to go back to David. But because you delayed, now you're in your own blood. You have to, there's love, there's mercy, but there's also consequences that you have to deal with. One of the hardest things to do is with your kids when you have to teach them the hard way. When you can't save them from the decision that they made. It is the most I know you said sorry, but you still have to do this. It is the worst thing as a parent. You got young kids, you ain't there yet, okay? Once they get around five or six and they start acting a little crazy like they're ups, all right? And you gotta put the fear of God in them. Because if you don't let them learn that hard lesson, they ain't going to be good citizens. Is the worst thing. And do you think that God doesn't feel the same way for us? Where it's like, hey, come on, man. I, I have made you and molded you for great things. Why are you doing that? Why are you saying that? Sometimes God's like, I'm going to be here to love you but you got to learn this the hard way. And some of us have to be at rock bottom for us to finally listen. Can I get an amen on that? There's too many holy people in this place? Me? I'm stubborn. Don't look at my wife. She'll tell you. I'm just, sometimes I'm just stubborn. And I have to learn the hard way. But when you learn the hard way, it says you got to get back up and get back to the king. And this is where we mess up in culture. Is where we learn the hard way and we we're stuck in our own blood. And we just decide to stay in the blood because we're so ashamed to go back to the king. Oh, sorry. Could you say that again? Can you? It's good to be on YouTube, okay? <laughs> we're so scared to get to the king. But we have to learn the hard way. Wait, Judex, get up here. We, we lost the whole, we lost the crowd. <laughs> Judex, not even here. We have lost everything. Amen. It's for us to be obedient. It's for us to stay faithful before the, the sword is drawn for our consequences. And the last thing is this. Follow through, following through is your cho- choice. Following through is your choice. I truly believe we have in our culture, in in church culture, we have a follow-through problem. A spiritual procrastination issue. Where we think, eventually I can get there. Eventually when everything is right, when the stars align, then I'll follow Christ. God calls us, is our job to follow through. What if Noah didn't follow through? What if Moses didn't follow through? Aaron around the the walls of Jericho, what if he didn't follow through? The three Hebrew boys, what if they didn't follow through? David with a giant. All these scenarios... Wasn't the most ideal situation. Matter of fact, it was the worst case scenario. But they still followed through. They still followed through. Faithfulness, obedience, and the grit to keep on going. Keep on moving forward oh, but I don't have enough time. You'll never have enough time. Oh, I don't have enough. You'll never have enough money. Oh, I don't have that. No, no, you will never have. But it doesn't matter about those things. That's why we need Jesus. We can't do it alone. And the king chooses us. He chose us. He said, "From before the foundations of the earth, he formed, molded, each and every one of us to have a purpose on this earth but is our job to follow through is our job to put our message do you think that Jesus be when he made you you didn't think he was you're going to be jacked up right now he knew and he still chose you He knew the cross was going to hurt. He knew people were going to be very devastated. He still chose the cross for you. And all he asked for us is to follow his call. But when we delay the following... There's consequences to that. But here's the thing, God is still full of mercy. God is still full of grace. You are not so far off that he can't use you. You, you, the story is not over, the book is not, is not the end. He can use you just as you are right now. You don't have to be washed up to get to Christ. He says, come as you are. Yeah, you might have messed up. Yeah, you might delayed some things in your life, but when you come back to the king, just like the son, the prodigal son, my man jacked up his life real quick. He thought the money, the fame was worth it. But the greatest part of that story was he went back to the father's house he didn't hesitate he hit rock bottom he said there was better things in my father's house i'm here to tell you today you might delayed some things in your life but your delay is god set up for great things in your life you just got to get back to him Amen. do not delay anymore if you have delayed some things in your life okay guess what We all messed up. Don't delay anymore. Come back to the Father. The worst thing in life is potential that never turned into action. The saddest thing in life is having so much potential and no action behind it. We have to be a people of action. Is it going to be scary? Absolutely. Is there going to be times where you're like, God, are you there? Absolutely. But guess what? He's never leaving nor forsake you. You got to get in your word because your word is going to be the thing that encourages you to move forward. You got to get in community that is going to uplift you. You have to do things that are outside of your comfort zone because why? It's not because Pastor Eric tells you this is the orders of the king. Do not be left in your own blood to die alone. God has so many great things in your life. You just got to follow through. You just got to keep on going. You just got to get back up. And God is going to use you for great things. What if the prayer you've been praying for so long is on the other side of you following through? What if the prayer that you've been praying for is on the other side of you? Stop the lane. You st- you're not quitting. God wants to do miraculous things in your life. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 21, and I am done. Many are the plans of the man in the mind of man, but God's purpose will stand. Stand. He will stand when we are obedient to his call. There's no rebellious spirit in my, in my heart. When we're loyal to his call, when we're faithful to him, and we follow through because the king gave us that order to do it. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. There's orders from the king. This morning. Wasn't that an amazing message? If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission forward here in Lakeland, Florida, you can go to Axioschurch.com and in the giving tab, you can give a one-time donation or a reoccurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning. We meet every Sunday, and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, make sure you're tuned in to everything that Axios Church has to offer.